that this let's get into the meat the meaty the stuff you already said we're going to get in the meat oh no you said before we get into the meat and yeah. for all of you vegetarians and vegans out there just think of this we're, we're getting into the tofu, tofu. Right? yeah yeah you're getting your protein <laughs> whatever however tofu. you get your protein yeah that sounds nasty and i like juicy tofu, tofu. juicy tofu sounds nasty yeah a nice it sounds like what do you like what do you want to call it a nice uh are you baked. still talking about tofu yeah like i'm trying to think of like the good good consistency like baked yeah like, like, like a slab of lightly toasted tofu yeah building a successful real estate career requires you to adapt pivot and constantly master new skills we're Katie and Daniel Steinfeld. We've built our own innovative brokerage. And in this podcast, we've assembled actionable tips and strategies that you can implement to take your business to its maximum potential. It's time to level up. Level up. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Level Up. Daniel is here, along with myself, Katie, and welcome Hello. to another episode. So we're going to talk about something fun today, something that a lot of agents always want to know about, and that is how to get more leads in this new market that we're dealing with. This new market, this well, craziness. This adjusting, continually adjusting market that we're dealing with. I was talking with a client about this yesterday, actually, that it's like, there's never a time where you don't say this is a crazy market or is it like a wild yeah, market? Because it's always true. bloody crazy. It's just, yeah. how do you look at the crazy? How do you look Very at the true. crazy Yeah. right now? But I guess we'll get into that. That's part of, I, I think, what maybe leads to your mindset about how to get leads and where they might come from, mm -hmm. right? And um, I think we wanted to chat a bit about the, the mindset of where people are at right now, because a lot of this, there's always people looking for leads. I don't think that's ever like since the beginning of time, since cavemen were selling real estate, somebody was going to the cave and saying, where can I get some leads? Where's my easy magic pill to get some leads? That's what they said as they were developing the wheel. And here we are in 2022. And people for are the saying same. the same thing. Well, I think people are asking about it more now because in our market, and I think it's across the board in the US and in Canada, sales are down significantly. New listings are down quite a bit. And so there's not as many people out there looking to buy or sell. And as a result, we need to find other options and, and more opportunities to, to work with people. Well, I, I think, yeah, the, the sidelines have been more full now than mm -hmm. I've seen in quite some time. Stuff is still selling, but yeah, there's a lot of people, buyers and sellers who are saying, I'm just going to wait this out, or yeah. I think I know what's next, or all, all the same things we've, we've always heard from a smaller pocket of people are now, um, I, I think it's become a, an almost expected thing we hear from people right now is not so much I want to take advantage of the opportunities that this market presents, but this is confusing. This is scary. It's going to get better. It's going to go down. It's going to go up. I'm not comfortable right now. Mm -hmm. um, and so a lot of agents who are out there right now are just sitting and, and waiting with their clients. And that is mistake number one. Mm -hmm. two, three, four, five, all the way through the end. You cannot just sit and wait, especially if we're talking about leads. 
if you're looking for the leads that are just going to come and, and magically say, you know what, I didn't want to be on the sidelines and I'm going to call this guy. That's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about how to actually get people and to get useful people who are going to work with you now and into the future and refer you business and all the kinds of people we talk about all the time you want to be working with because they're always there right in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. I think one challenge too, is that most agents went into August or the like summer, just wanting it to be the summer of not really working because buyers weren't really active. Sellers were wanting to take a break. And so it was a nice opportunity. Don't get me wrong for agents to take a little bit of a break. But what I've seen with a lot of agents is that uh, relaxation and that, I guess, attitude of just taking it easy has now progressed into September and now into October. And that's a dangerous spot to be because we all know that any activity that you do today won't result really in any business until 60 to 90 days later. And that's if you do it consistently. So if you're sitting here a month in and you haven't really been doing much, you're going to feel that for the next couple of months. Unfortunately, I don't want to be the bearer Mm -hmm. of bad news, but that's just how it works. So if you're excited to get into 2023 and talking about business planning, like this is where the work has to go in, in order to really hit the ground running for for the new year. Yeah. We've got to get out of the excuse culture that almost all of us have built for ourselves. There's always a reason not to get up and do the work right before before the summer it was it was cold it was a crazy february and march when prices were crazy and nobody wanted to get involved and then it's okay we're going to wait for it to calm down and calm down but hey now it's the first summer we've had mm-hmm. since really covid ended and i can get out and see people but i'm not going to leverage that to meet people and build business i'm going to leverage that to relax and take a vacation which you have the right to do but if that was the premise then And you were telling yourself, okay, once this relaxation is done and my kids go back to school or whatever, and the sun goes down a bit, that's when I'm going to put my head down and work. Now the excuse is, well, all the clients are on the sidelines and interest rates are all over the place. Prices are down and nobody wants to list. Okay. There's always going to be a reason, but the good news is, here's the good news. This sounds bad, but the good news is if 95% of the people out there are thinking like that, Think of the opportunity you've got to be the one out of a hundred or even the one out of 10 who actually rolls up your sleeves and says, enough with the excuses. I'm going to actually do some work to build my business back up or build it more from where it is because that Mm -hmm. opportunity is always there. And arguably now when markets are tough for agents, the opportunity presents itself more than ever because there's too many people looking for reasons not to do the work. And this is where you get the, the chance to do it and go out there and build, build up yourself when everyone else is still twiddling their thumbs. Absolutely. So the message there is don't be like most agents and you are going to do very well for yourself. Um, and then before we get into like the meaty part that everybody wants to hear about, I think also we, we need to do a bit of a reality check in the sense of, and we talked about this already and we always talk about this with our team. It's just the idea of consistency. Um, Any of the ideas that you ever get for lead generating are not going to be um, 
a magic pill that gets you contacts and people wanting to work with you that day. It's going to take work and effort. And it's about figuring out what you enjoy doing and what you're able to be consistent at. Um, and hopefully this will give you some, some ways to get business, but it, it's not going to happen the, the way you hope it does for the most part, I guess, is the idea I want to get and across. It's, it's, it's no coincidence that you do hear this from us in almost every episode, because we need to be consistent in giving mm-hmm. the message of consistency to each other, to our agents, to all the listeners. Yeah. You need to keep reminding yourself that just because things go well or something works, or if something doesn't work, both yeah. of those are a reason to keep going, right? Like when something's working well, why would you just say, great, you know, I gave it the rev up, kickstart it needed, put it on cruise control. No, yeah. like press what's working. And if you're working on something that has an outcome and a goal to it, and it doesn't hit in a month, don't mm-hmm. get caught in that valley of despair that we talked about in a past episode and mm-hmm. just reset back to one. Cause then you're a hamster in a wheel getting nowhere. Yeah. So, um, I always laugh. Like we say magic pill all the time. It's weird that that became a thing that everybody just talks it's like it, like that's just from like fairy tales or something. But like magic I'm actually pill, picturing yeah. now like a pill where like you go and like all of a sudden you've got leads. Like yeah. Mm. Oh wow, look at that! I woke up in the morning and my phone's ringing because of that pill that I down. <laughs> but anyway, nonetheless, so consistency is the goal, and if you are right now in the middle of any of the, the approaches we've talked about in past episodes, whether it's your annual plan, whether it's you've set up a shorter kind of quarterly plan, a 12-week plan for yourself. If you're in the meat of anything right now, let me preface all of this by saying no strategy or idea that you pick up while in the middle of a current strategy or plan should take you off of the road you're on. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're on those roads and you're in your strategy because that's what you set for yourself. So if something sounds good, it doesn't mean you've got to wait till the next year to do it necessarily, but it does mean little ideas or little things you want to try should complement and add to what you're already doing and not compromise what you're already doing. So this isn't a reason to pivot and change course. This is potentially some way to fill all that extra time you've got by being complacent that you're now looking to fill up and go build leads for yourself. So just remember that if you see something that's a good idea and you want to implement it. Yeah, exactly. And, and also having your database updated and you're using it every single day is really, really important. Um, It, it's, it's like the lifeblood, I know it's maybe an exaggeration, but I feel like it's the lifeblood of every single agent's business. If you don't have some sort of a database, you are losing business every day. Like there's just, you're losing opportunities, but that is where you're going to build your repeat and your referral business. And that's where most agents aim to be because those are the people they enjoy working with. There's not a lot of effort. There's not a lot of marketing, marketing dollars being spent. You're just growing your relationships and improving upon them all the time. And that's something that most people enjoy doing. So if you don't have a database, I would say that's your number one priority in this next few months is to get yourself a database. And and I, I would argue all of you have a database. It's just 
what does it look like? Like if your database is just post-it notes that are thrown into bags and, and business cards you've taken that are in drawers, whatever. Well, I mean, I'm thinking of like, I don't know, post-it notes that are stuck on your walls everywhere. But no, like you have contacts, you've got a network, but it's your ability to organize it and set a plan and build that with quality relationship building and Mm -hmm. organization and scheduling. That is the difference between a database that's working for you and a database that's really just an untapped opportunity. So again, you've got one. And if you haven't yet organized it and you haven't built it into a system, the opportunity is there. None of this is a complete square one exercise where you're like, shit, I need to meet people now, (laughs) right? Like, you know, people, right? You've got past clients. You've got all the stuff we'll talk about and that we've talked about that builds your database. The, 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 The parts of it are there, but your ability to leverage that and make it work for you is going to correlate directly to the amount of business you're able to pull in now and in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So preach with that, 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 that is your reality check. So now yeah. that this let's get into the meat, the meaty the meat. stuff. You already said we're going to get in the meat. Oh no, you said before we get into the meat and yeah. for all of you vegetarians and vegans out there, just think of this, we're, we're getting into the tofu. tofu right? Yeah. Yeah. You're getting your protein, whatever, however tofu. you get your protein. Yeah, that sounds nasty, and I like juicy tofu. tofu. Juicy tofu sounds nasty. Yeah, a nice. It sounds like what do you like what do you want to call it? A nice. Uh, Are you baked. still talking about tofu? Yeah, like I'm trying to think of like the good good consistency, like baked. Yeah, like, like, I don't like know. a slab of lightly toasted tofu. Yeah, a slab. Lightly toasted. A <laughs> slab, just too. like a chunk, a chunk of toasted Ew. tofu. All right. I'm still getting over that nasty cantaloupe you picked up earlier today. Oh God, that was gross. That's, yeah, well, I, I put on my, I, I put in, well, I don't know if you did too, but I, when, when we ordered groceries and they screwed up and gave us extra cantaloupes, I posted that because it yeah. was like a big win. And sometimes that happens when you order for pickup, you get more or different or whatever. It's kind of a lottery, even though you order specific things. <laughs> and so extra cantaloupe was great because lots of we people go- here eat cantaloupe. Yeah. Like, like lots of people. It's like, we've got 40 people here. Well, you know, the East wing of the house eats. But anyway, I guess we've gone through two of them and this was the third of three. Yeah. And you were picking it up to cut it. And or no, started. I was going to put it into the fridge because I was thinking to myself, has this been out? I mean, we got it on Monday, so it's, it hasn't been out for that has long. Has it only been Friday? No. Oh, yeah, four no, days. maybe we got it on Sunday. But anyway, it's been out for five days. Like you'd figure it would be okay. But I was thinking, okay, I'm not going to cut into it now. I'm going to put it in the fridge. But anyway, yeah, go on. So, well, I mean, you got to experience the glory. I was just looking at oh. you from across the counter. God. So you yeah. went to grab it to put it into a place where it would remain fresh. Yes. And what did you encounter? It was just the other side of it was just growing mold quickly and had taken over almost the entire half of the melon. It was, it was disgusting. And there was like juice, like on the counter too, like underneath it, it was, Mold it juice. was gross. I mean, yeah, it's, it's hard with it melon engulfed. because you have to leave it out on the counter to ripen to a point where it's good to eat. But then it's like, if you, if there's such little, it's like bananas, like they're green and then they go, they only stay really yellow for a day or two. And then like they go brown. Yeah. Not bananas, as much. Bananas are the same idea. Melons. 
Yeah. Well, bananas are a little bit easier because you can, you they know, give you like hints. the squishy and the brown. Yeah, you got yeah. the hint of what's inside. But melons, they're not like yeah. apples where like yeah. it's good or it's not. Like the actual stuff you're looking for yeah. is hidden. It's yeah. in there. You have no bloody idea. And these people that, I mean, I don't know. The I know, I always see these people yeah, smelling their melon and I'm like, I don't know. I don't have I mean, luck maybe though with that, like at all. Like watermelons are just we, in general. Well, watermelon, I have no luck with. Every mel- watermelon I It's so hit and miss though. Like you could disaster. have three watermelons that look the same. Yeah, and I know. They'll taste different. And like they'll feel the same. And like I've heard that, you know, you get one side that's like yellow because that it's yeah. like it's been sitting and like maybe who knows. But this was just like this was just the uh, yeah, this was gag worthy across the house. Like there was just a chain of gagging reflexes that went off in our kitchen this morning. And so uh, I, I I guess we got there because of what was that? The tofu, tofu. brought me to the cantaloupe. I think so. Yes. Cantaloupe so. is not gag or cantaloupe. Tofu is not gag worthy. I, I didn't used to like it, but I've come to like it. I could, I could have that as the main protein in my meal and not feel like less of a person. I feel like Good more of you. a person, frankly, it seems more healthy. <laughs> so anyway, All right, moving now, on now that we've to the that, let's get to this protein. Let's get um, to some ways to make you some money. That's right. Um, all right. So first we want to t- chat a little bit about Facebook ads and like marketplace ads, because I know that's where a lot of agents focus their time and posting listings and trying to get some leads that way. We've been hearing a lot from our agents that that hasn't been something that has worked as much. There hasn't been as much interest activity, feedback from people. So just if you are in that space and you are putting up ads, some ideas to consider, because I think it's a good strategy to stay consistent with. Um, Number one, obviously be more consistent, putting up one ad a week try to double down on it or triple down on it. Like do one a day or a couple a day or something like that. Like you really have to put more work into it, unfortunately, but that's just the reality of how it is right now. Um, Choosing unique properties and low price properties, higher end leases, like try a variety of different properties because you never know what's going to hit. And it's nice to kind of test things out and get some good feedback based on what you're putting out there. Two things though. Number one, for those of you who have never done one of these before and don't know what mm. we're talking about. That's true. Um, this is not your own listings necessarily. Could be. But yeah. this is yeah. this is leveraging existing properties that are out there and advertising mm-hmm. them using Facebook Marketplace or using a Facebook ad or 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 going into social media and pushing these in such yeah, any a way. social media, that, yeah. Any social media. You can build uh, interest. You can, you know, play around with, with keywords and things like that, that we could talk about. But the idea here also is like Katie was saying, unique properties, um, you know, higher price points potentially, uh, for like leases or lower price properties for people who are looking in that area, but stay in your lane still, right? Mm -hmm. If you're working in downtown Toronto and you're focused on condos, don't post a four bedroom cottage in the Kawarthas that looks yeah. nice that you want to draw attention to. Right. Right. Because what happens if someone reaches out to you and has questions or wants to see it Saturday mm-hmm. night. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so be conscious of what you're putting out there. Um, but yeah, but anyway, th- th- this is though, you can already imagine how it is that this brings in for those of you who have done it out there, you've experienced it. Our agents have experienced it. You're going to bring in interest because you're putting content out there that's real and current 
and sparks the interest of people who you're trying to bring in as leads. Right. Exactly. Um, a few other tips, try to do video, like a video tour of the, of the home versus just taking photos and posting them. That helps to, I think, make your ad or your, your post stand out a little bit. Um, putting some money behind it. If you haven't tried that, it might be worthwhile just to kind of test things out. Although I hate Facebook ads. So I feel your pain if you don't want to even go down that road, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's an option. Um, but one thing that I think is really important is just tracking your conversions. That's something that allows you to properly pivot and make changes based on what you're seeing. So if you keep putting out the same type of property over and over again, and it's just not getting any sort of results, um, track that, but also try something different that you can track and see. And also just in terms of the conversations you're having with people, see what kinds of responses you get based on what you say. And so you can better frame your questions and hopefully get more dialogue happening between the people you're talking to versus these one word answers that a lot of people say they just get, or the person just stops responding, like figure out ways to get people to talk. And one of the main ways to do that is just to continually ask questions over and over again, because that's going to get them talking a lot more. And remember changing course with the same strategy is still being consistent. Okay, mm -hmm. so for those of you who are saying, well, but wait, you said be consistent, so I can't, I can't change my message because no, no, that's not what we mean. It is a case of learning what works within your strategy so that your strategy is working best for you because you're not going to get it right the first, second or third time. And frankly, even when you're doing it well, you can be doing it better, right? So the more you're able to keep track of what it is that you're putting out there and how people are responding, you know, your, your goal, even in what the responses are, the people you're going after is going to change and morph and evolve over time as well. So you need to, you know, as you go, be nimble enough to understand how to do these things, find your niche with what is comfortable and can be systematized. Is it systemized or systematized? I think it's systematized. Put into a system. Systematized? Yes. Sounds weird, but sure. It does. Um, and once you've got it in a system, live within that, keep your strategy within that, and then just learn, just evolve with the success or not success that you're seeing. But don't give up on it and try something else. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. Yeah. All right, moving um, on. Other ideas? Moving on. So we talked a bit about leveraging listings through social media. This next section, by the way, is brought to you by the Tofu Council of Canada. We're gonna start getting <laughs> sponsors like that. We just have to keep having sidebar conversations about different things. About vegetables um, and fruit. What was that? About fruits and vegetables. Yeah, well, and that would be food. a good sponsor to have healthy foods. Enough, <laughs> enough with like, here's the magic this. We already talked about magic pills. Nobody wants to hear about that. They want the meat. That's right. Anyway. So we talked about listings and, and how you could leverage those and advertise them on behalf of other people. Staying in that lane, but moving to a different, uh, a different area, when listings show up in your farming area, in your community, we've talked in the past about how it's important to stay on top of them and to keep knowledgeable about what's happening just for your own business development and then being a professional. But another thing you need to do is keep an eye on who it is that's listing them and pay special attention to those agents who list places 
in your farm or in your whatever, your niche area market who aren't from the area, who are one-offs, who might be from far away um, and reach out to them because you'd be surprised at the opportunity that could present for you as someone who is a local expert, not to take their listing, but to be a helping hand with boots on the ground. Because if someone's listing, if you live, whatever, you're living in Markham and a downtown agent lives a, a, a lists a detached home down the street from you, they might not want to be picking up and responding to every realtor.ca lead and going down there and setting up showings and meeting buyers and those sorts of things. If they know they've got a subject matter expert who's there to handle the buyers or the realtor.ca leads, good or bad, on their behalf, like they're now potentially breathing easy and thankful that you're there to take those leads for them. So make sure you just reach out in a friendly way to all of them and just say, hey, I'm in the area. You know, if you ever need help, if you've ever got questions, it's not, it doesn't even need to be about leads. Build relationships with realtors anyway and just say, I'm here. If you, if you need hand, if you're, if you're in a bind, whatever, feel free to pass my name along. I'm happy to help out anyone in the area and, mm -hmm. you know, work out whatever that looks like with them. But ultimately that's a helping hand that a lot of agents would likely take advantage of. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, also your past landlord and tenant clients, I think this is a good opportunity to chat with them right now. There are investment opportunities out there for the right person. Maybe somebody doesn't need a significant mortgage and has a lot to put down on a property. Um, lots of assignments out there. So even just having conversations with those landlords, I think is important because they might be looking to add to their portfolio and, and consider different options, um, as well as tenant clients, not so much like it, it's tough for buyers and, and especially first time home buyers right now. But um, if they're in a position where buying might be a good option for them at this point. Um, it's just good to get them prepared and, and, and start having the conversation with them. And again, having them in your database will remind you to reach out to them more consistently moving forward. And, and a lot of this has to do with your continuing knowledge of what's happening in the market as well, right? And know what's being said out there because you can leverage, we talked about this at the beginning, you can leverage negative stories about the me or about the media from the media about the market um, to actually open people's eyes to the opportunities that those are presenting, right? When people talk about a tough real estate market, you understand, but the public does not that when a door shuts on one subsection of a real estate market, it's probably opening for another, right? Investors may be flocking to opportunities where it's tough to sell and prices are dropping, you know, the not as sexy homes are having a tougher time than they might've when everything was flying off the shelves, regardless of what it was priced at and what it looked like. So this is a chance to talk to them. It's also for the same reason, move up buyers, people who have been kicking tires because, you know, they're not sure if they're able to move up to a larger home. And they've been waiting, like we said, on the sidelines for prices to come down or opportunity to present itself now as much as ever is an opportunity to reach out and inform them that there's opportunity there right now, right? Mm -hmm. Situations are different for everybody, but ultimately when we're talking about generating leads or building new relationships or reviving old ones, this is all about getting communication going with warm blooded people who may be interested in getting into the market, right? Yeah. So 
whether or not they say, sure, let's buy a bigger house. At a worst case scenario, you're learning more about what their situation is right now. And you're getting them to talk to you. Um, yeah. and, you're, and you're being able to leverage your knowledge of what's happening to continue to build their trust as you build that relationship going forward. Yeah. As much as these are opportunities to get you more business sooner, it's also opportunities for you to have conversations with people. And I will continue to say, if everybody just had five conversations with people in their database or just anyone, like anybody like different than the people they spoke to the day before, you are going to grow your business significantly. It's just people don't do it. People will have conversations, they'll go sideways, they decide not, they don't want to ever do it again. And then it just ends up not going well. So do it, try it, please. You will do it. Do it. Thank me. <laughs> Pick up the damn phone. Okay. So let's Pause talk this about video. Contact someone right now. Pause this video or this podcast, however you're watching or listening to us. Don't, don't press play again until you've talked to somebody. Yeah. Okay, we'll wait. Just go on your phone. But we don't have to. Just go on your phone okay, and good. press the phone number and call. That's it. Press That's all you need to do. It's <laughs> random phone, phone number. Pick seven random yeah. numbers. Well, even like if you go into your phone, like how many contacts do you have? How many does an average person have? Like I have gonna, so I'm many people right in now. there. Yeah, me too. Okay, let's, let's see how many contacts each of us have. And Does it count them? Actually, I'm just looking now and I don't think it does, <laughs> but okay, I have <laughs> lots and lots and lots. Like I, I literally, oh no, here, I know, go like to scroll, so many people. scroll to the bottom of your contacts. I have, uh, I have 1300, contacts. I have 1393 contacts. That's pretty Some good. I'm still trying to find my contact page. Go like to the, go to your, badly. go to your phone. Okay. And then oh, there's on the bottom, there's contacts and switch, go all the way to the bottom. And I have to scroll all the way to the bottom. Yeah. I have 1126 contacts. There you go. Even if like- I'm going to pick one. Should I call one right now? No, I won't. <laughs> I'm, see I'm seeing names here. Like, honestly, just being, I'm in the W's right now. I'm seeing most of these are people whom I have not spoken to in over a year. Yeah. And- and none of them are realtors either. Mm. I'm sure so a lot of these people, yeah. But anyway, I mean, that just goes to show you that there's lots of opportunity right in front of you. So do that. Pause, call somebody, and then come back to us. Okay. I feel like now, they're already paused. Now they're coming back. They're like, I already did it. You said pause, and I paused. Yeah. And you guys just kept rambling about contact. Well, okay, fine. here's a more you immediate. Now's your last chance. Let's go. Yeah. Here's cool. a more immediate way to get business. So something that a lot of you probably can do quickly and get some new names or maybe old names that you've forgotten about. But if you go into your email and search for certain keywords, like number one, like realtor.ca, or if you're in the States, realtor.com and Zillow, like you guys in the States, they've got like far more lead companies that send them leads from their listings. But in our, in Canada, it's mainly realtor.ca. So search for realtor.ca, search for the word valuation, lead, um, all of those things that like would have had you conversing at some point with a potential buyer or seller that you may have forgotten about, you'll be surprised at how many people are in there. Maybe they never responded to you and you just stopped reaching out to them because they just never responded. Those people put them in your database, like send them mm -hmm. your monthly newsletter or, you know, set up a, a time to try to reach out to them every few months or whatever it might be. 
like people will not respond to you for the most part, unless they need something from you. And so there's been many times that I've gone a year, two years, three years. Like I just had actually one past client I worked with maybe eight years ago, reach out to me. And I was following up with her consistently every three months, no response, no response. She finally called me and is like, oh yeah, we're moving from BC. We want to get a condo in Toronto. Like, will you help us? So it's like, it just, it just goes to show you, like, they're not, they're not being rude. They're not trying to be mean purposely. It's just, they're not interested right now. They have no need for, for anything real estate related at this point in time, but it doesn't mean they're not any, like any time in the future. So just keep at it. Don't lose hope. Well, and yeah, get over yourself. If I can be meaner. This isn't a, it's not like, don't take it personally. If someone's not responding to emails or phone calls, it's not about you. It's about their needs in the moment, right? Like think about, I don't get, I don't get annoyed by a lot of the regular contact I get from people. Like I've opted in at some point, I could opt out at some point if I wanted to, but Mm -hmm. I'm not going to respond until such time as I actually need to reach out to that person. And then on top of that, all of these strategies and every strategy we ever give, I think, into the future for this sort of stuff, there's going to be people out there who are of the mindset of like, yeah, but th- these are people I've already got or, or I want new names or mm-hmm. I want, you know, I, I, I want to just have a service that's going to give me a list that I can call or whatever. Okay. I just saw on my phone, you just saw on your phone, you've got the list already. However you want to mm-hmm. structure it, And I guarantee you, this isn't a 50-50, 100% of the time, these lists and these strategies we're giving you are warmer leads than any of those, I want somebody to hand it to me things. Mm -hmm. Okay, these are, you're getting people somewhere on the road already, somewhat qualified at worst, versus effectively opening a phone book and picking a name, Mm -hmm. right? So- Roll with the stuff that's already giving you a head start and that makes it easier and more comfortable and suitable for you to reach out to people versus throwing darts constantly and getting frustrated. And so, and with that, here's another strategy. So you've got this database now, since this podcast started, you've probably already organized all the names and everything's lined up for you. And you're saying, what do I do with them now? (laughs) Start to, whether it's through tagging, um, you know, going one by one and sorting them out, you want to start building out um, lists out of your database and put them into an email list where you can now have targeted communications that are systematized and regular to the right groups of people, whether it's sales updates that go out weekly or quarterly or monthly or whatever, market reports. Um, we've talked, which, which you brought up, which was a great thought, which I really still like, you know, the idea of a motivated seller list, um, where you can start to look yourself through your MLS or through whatever mechanisms you have to find people who have keywords in their listings and make that available as a specialized list that you offer to people, right? You know, the same way we've seen people do like, hey, find foreclosure, find foreclosure listings or these sorts of things, whatever. People want to know, well, where are the deals? Everyone wants a deal. Buyers and sellers, everyone wants a deal. Create ways to put those out there. Assignment lists, whether it's something in the pre-con space, whatever it is, build out these lists and focus them on the right people in your database so that you can automate 
the right content to the right people and keep yourself accountable to continue creating appropriate content that doesn't just go to them for the sake of it, but it keeps you on top of things and knowledgeable as well, which is always the side win of this. If something doesn't turn into a sale tomorrow, like Katie was saying, these are potentially sales six months, a year down the road or referrals, you're top of mind, but you're also continuously forcing yourself to stay on top of what's happening in the market, which is the largest part of your worth to people anyway, right? It's your personality and it's your knowledge and professionalism. So check that box as part of your lead gen strategy. Mm -hmm. That's right. Um, the next one is quarterly market reports. And this is one that I do. And I'm telling you, it's the easiest way to keep in contact with your clients by giving them something of value. Um, if you every, every three months, just send them a list of properties that have sold in their area. If they're in condos, sell them, send them the list of condos that have sold in their building, but you can save these searches pr probably pretty easily. I know in, in, the Toronto real estate board, we can do that. Um, but if you save the searches, you're literally just going into your safe search file and pressing send. And it's super easy. And if you've got it all set up for yourself, and these are just great ways to keep people up to date with the market. A lot of times, if people know what houses in their neighborhood are selling for, it might get them thinking, maybe it's time to make a move. This is interesting. The last report you sent me, like, it looks like prices are up now. So, you know, it just starts conversations. And the other thing you can do as you're sending these out is to offer it to other people that your clients might know and say, you know, if there's anybody in your neighborhood or any friends and family that might want a similar report for their own area, feel free to pass along my info. It's not like a hard sell. It's something that like, oh, maybe this person would be interested in that. Um, and, and again, it's just something of value that I find is, is a really great way to keep people up to date, um, but as well, keep in contact with them and continue conversations throughout the year. Uh, other people to contact, moving this, this lead gen train along on the tracks. Start to build, if you haven't already, partnerships across other areas, other suppliers, uh, people like lawyers, mortgage brokers, go beyond that into, you know, whether it's uh, handy people or painters or, uh, I mean, you name it, it could be anything, lawn care. Have as many partnerships that are useful and productive relationships as you can. Don't just partner with everybody. Find the people you trust and believe in and who will trust and respect your business as well. Work to have collateral and, and not collateral, um, re reciprocal agreements with them. It doesn't have to be written or anything, but the understanding should be a partnership is give and take. It's not just you're going to send them clients and they'll send you clients, which is the ideal, but be able to leverage each other's knowledge where appropriate for clients you're working with, for people who need resources. Um, if you're going to, and this is another idea I'll just segue into, if you're going to do things like seminars, build those sorts of things where you can start to build content and invite the right people in to see what you do and leverage at the same time some of these partners. Have a seminar with a mortgage broker, with a lawyer, and you know it helps build their business, but they help build your business as well by being a wealth of knowledge in one place that people can come to and you can get contact information, you can have conversation, get questions, things like that, 
and ultimately probably build your database. It doesn't just have to be people in your database who are invited. This is along the lines of what Katie was saying before. You know, this is an opportunity for people to invite and pass on what you're offering of value, whether it's yourself or partnerships with other people to their own networks. And that helps organically build yours as well. Yeah, exactly. And I've always thought that I've never done this myself, but a first time seller seminar would be something that probably be, would be very interesting for people. Everybody loves doing the first time home buyer seminar and it usually gets a lot of engagement, lots of questions. So you'd probably get the same thing from a seller's perspective as well. So think about, think about something again, that as Daniel said before, falls into the areas that you are focusing and um, you'll probably get, I mean, that's a great, great, great way to add new leads into your database right away is if you plan something like that, like pick a date a month out and just start planning for it. And it's, it's a great way to put yourself out there. Um, moving on, old school ways to grow your business and increase your database. Um, they are still there. They are still, there's not opportunities out there. So Ideas like circle prospecting when there's been a sale in your neighborhood or maybe there's an open house that you can advertise it, even if it's not your listing, you can just let people know that there's an open house happening. Whatever you can to bring people information um, and not appear like you're just there to ask for business when you when they open the door. Um, but, you know, door knocking's back now that we're through COVID. I, you know, we're in a municipal election season right now in our area. So we're getting a lot of people knocking on our doors, trying to get signs on our lawns, which so far we've, we've gotten away from, but um, it, it's, it's there, it's available for you as well as cold calling and networking too, especially for parents that have kids and now programs that they're finally back to in-person activities this is also a great way to have conversations with the parents. And again, you're not being like a sleazy salesperson. Just ask them what they do for a living. They're going to ask you the same thing and the conversation will continue. And again, fine tune those conversations and see kind of what people respond to. I was talking to one of our agents and, you know, sometimes, and it's true, like sometimes you tell people you're a realtor and then they just shut down completely. They're like, ah, no, I don't want to have these conversations. I don't want to be sold. But, you know, you, you just, you're going to get those people, but, but fine tune things and, and figure out how to have good conversations with people that seem like they're going to get, like, could be potentials to add them into your database. Well, that, that's it. That's the goal of all of this. When we're talking about leads, hopefully what you mean when you ask for a lead is you want a new relationship, right? Yeah. You don't just want a name and a number who's going to buy a house, right? Because right. those don't exist. Names and numbers don't buy houses. Relationships buy and sell properties. Relationships trust people to do it with them, not somebody who, you know, consistently a hundred times a day cuts to the same tagline with people and hopes it works. It might work, but I want to believe, and I do believe that that's not what makes you happy. And that's not what you're looking for as someone who's going to be successful in this business and create a sustainable business for yourself because building relationships and having conversations hopefully does not feel like a chore to you. We mm -hmm. talk about this all the time. We're in this business because we like people, right? We like relationships. We want to talk to people. We want to get to know them. You know, I want to believe when I see the marketing that realtors put out there and they do those cute videos about 
what they love about real estate. And it's always, I love the people and I like seeing people, you know, find the house of their dreams and this and that. If that is true, and I hope it is, you should want to have conversations with people every single day. Yeah. So have them. There are a million forums, even in the age of technology where we can all hide behind the screen, connecting with people in some ways is easier than ever, right? So make sure you're connecting with people. Make sure when you're out there, you're not just kind of ducking down and avoiding you know, human contact at all costs. Because if you do that, how do you expect to build relationships? And what are you going to do with a lead when it comes to you, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't like people, yeah. <laughs> right? So make sure that you're digging into not just your database, but definitely live there and converse with them, you know, five a day. You've already called one when you pause this episode. So you've got four left today. Four yeah. Um, but just make that part of what your system and your plan is. Whatever your strategy is built around, hopefully elements of it feed directly into building conversations and relationships with people because that's what our yeah. business is. Yeah. And spending $5 a day taking somebody out for a coffee is bet money better spent than pouring hundreds or thousands of dollars into a lead system that's going to get you cold leads. If you were to take somebody out every single day for coffee, the opportunities that will come from that are endless. So, so if that. you're in, if you're in the Toronto area and you'd mm -hmm. like us to take you out for a coffee, we're here to do it because <laughs> we want to build our relationship with you as well. I'm that's here true. to buy you a coffee. Or if you want to fly us out somewhere bucks. fancy. Yeah, I know. I was thinking bucks, maybe not five bucks. I guess it's a Timmy's. Well, like maybe Timmy's coffee. <laughs> or maybe if you, if you show want, up. if you wanted Starbucks, I don't know. I guess five bucks might cover it. You only, you only get a tall. Sorry. Well, maybe you show up with a bottle of water and then you get them a coffee, which would be really oh, awkward. God. That's so that's so awkward. <laughs> Bring yeah, your no, own coffee. We won't do that. BYOC. We won't do that. Yeah. Send send us a message, folks. If if I, I promise, if anybody sends me a message that says I'll take you up on that coffee, we will meet and have a coffee. It will happen at Starbucks. Will, we will go above five dollars at Starbucks. At Starbucks. Or if you're in the if you're shop. in the states, though, you're gonna have to come to us. Unless, like Katie said, if you want to fly us in where you are, we'll buy you the <laughs> coffee when we get there. <laughs> That's true. All right. Well, we hope this was helpful for you guys. Again, just. Take these strategies with some consistency, with a, an overall plan of how you want to grow your business. And if you need any help or you want to pass ideas by us, feel free to reach out anytime. We're happy to have a conversation and just, you know, sort things out. Sometimes when you're in your own head, it could be really hard to figure out what the next step might be. So having a conversation with somebody else might be helpful. And that's what we're here for. Yeah, Ho hopefully the only argument you've got right now is some version of, oh, they make it sound so easy. <laughs> if that's what you're saying to yourself right now, good, believe that because it is. We're not, we're not giving, like it's not easy to go out there and guarantee yourself 20 sales a year, but yeah. to build yourself a database is as easy as what we've put out there over the last yeah. however many minutes, yeah, right? So control, don't use that as an excuse. You could control the input but not the output. So, you know, just keep putting things in there in your little, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. I'm trying to create a visual here. I'm, like I your know, baggies I'm trying to work of, with your visual. Your, your baggies of. Uh, <laughs> Did you make notes. fun of me using a bag and a visual earlier in this episode? I think I yeah, used a bag I know. you made fun of it. I know. So now you can make fun of me, but 
I don't know, you're, you're filling your funnel. That's what you can do. You can control how much you fill that funnel, but what comes out the other end isn't what comes necessarily out the other end. in your control. But Try to ideally, eat the good protein. <laughs> don't eat the moldy cantaloupe because you can't guarantee what will come out if you put yeah. in that multi cantaloupe. But ideally, cantaloupe. if you've filled it up enough, it's there's stuff's going to come out the other end. It just has to. There's gravity, there's space constrictions, you know. Yeah, I, like the visual <laughs> I continued to have is not a funnel as you keep saying these things. I'm trying to put a funnel in my head, but. <laughs> The words you're choosing, words matter. <laughs> anyway, so, all right. Well, well we hope I hope you everyone has great things coming out the other end. And I hope that that's how you spend the rest of your week with the best of things coming out the other end, regardless of what it is that went in at the beginning. That's right. All right, guys, have a good week and we will chat soon. Bye. Bye. Level up, 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 level up,